0: life is like a game of cards the hand you are dealt is determinism the way you play it is free will a quote by jawahala nehru who was an indian leader he was born in 1889 and lived until 1964. welcome to an irrational truth podcast my name is adele and i'll be your host today and the topic for today's discussion is 10 things you need to know about determinism and why it matters today. So what is determinism? Very briefly, it's a theory which holds the belief that occurrences of nature, social or psychological phenomena, and acts of the will are caused by preceding events and natural laws. It's the philosophical view that all of the events in the universe are caused and determined by the previously existing factors and conditions. It suggests that all human actions and decisions are decided by the genetic and environmental factors. Determinism is also considered as quite incompatible with the human's free will, or our capacity to make independent decisions. Determinism proclaims that free will is an illusion and all our actions and behaviour are predictable. The extreme opposite of determinism is indeterminism, which advocates the free will and the unpredictability of our world. Determinism differs from the idea of fatalism, which says that all actions are believed to be fated or decided by a higher power. A good example of determinism is the presence of certain psychological and genetic diseases which are determined by the genetic and environmental circumstances which are directly responsible for them. So, as an example, someone who inherits a genetic disease from a parent or a grandparent in circumstances where those diseases skip a generation. They're quite predictable, and once the disease is identified in a family member, it is possible to inform the family of the future prediction of uh, other children and grandchildren that could inherit that disease. So the benefit of determinism is that we can predict human behavior, science and future events if determinism is to be believed. So certain aspects of determinism are important. We know that the sun will rise the morning and will set in the evening uh, until the extinction of the Sun uh, in many many hundreds of million years in the future but as it is uh, the Sun rising and setting is determined there are many events in nature which happen regular like clockwork and we know what they are going to be in astronomy We can look to the stars and now that we have investigated and advanced in science, we understand the pattern of the stars, their location at certain times of the year. We can predict the path. We can look to the stars at certain degrees in the west and the east and we know how we will see those stars at that time of year. And obviously, depending on the location that we are in the world, the stars will appear in different patterns so they're examples of determinism but then there's the question of humans and when our decision making is predetermined so if everything is determined how can we call people morally responsible for their actions because determinism suggests that their choices are predetermined and therefore that human being is not acting in free will and therefore how could they be held morally responsible and that is a real serious drawback with determinism as a concept especially in our judicial system which I will come on to a little bit later it is a serious drawback because it compels many people to really question how much choice people have And a lot of people in the more modern day society would say that we are more about free will and we have multiple choices every day, multiple choices in our actions. So as determinism is debated against the concept of free will, and if everything in the world was predetermined, how much do you think that you really execute your free will? And when you're faced with those choices, Is that choice you actually make totally free for you to choose? Or is there some element of determinism in there? Because by your genetics, by your makeup, by your conditioning, by your upbringing, by your education, are there certain factors in your past that will influence your decision at that point in time? So your decision to choose between one, two, maybe multiple options at that time will be somewhat influenced by your experiences. So when we think about free will, it can be said that in order to execute free will, there must be a number of options or a number of choices available. If there is only one option, then we don't have freedom of choice. If there are only two options and those two options are so extreme for example in a life and death scenario it could then be argued that the predetermined choice of death is not really a choice for most of us as we would probably choose life over death and therefore is that a free will choice why is the concept of determinism important in today's world So from all our scientific predictions of the solar eclipses and the weather forecasting to our contemporary predictions about the genetic defects and psychological disorders of human beings, there are roots in the implicit belief of determinism. The importance of determinism is not only crucial in the field of science, but in our daily lives. As I've said, there are certain things that we understand, have been predicted, We know from experience they happen routinely and we expect them to continue. As all our apparent free actions and decisions can merely be the passive reflection of something beyond our control, it is important to consider the concept of determinism and explore the more traditional view of determinism from the philosophers of the past Against a more modern view, since science has developed and we now understand so much more about the world and about human beings and about our minds, the concept of determinism and free will is particularly important in our judicial system. When is someone really responsible for their own actions? So we put, fo- we put someone forwards into the dock in a court of law, when they are accused of a particular action. So I will take an example of someone who has taken a gun and placed it on another human being and fired that gun and taken that life. Did they choose to pick up that gun of their own free will and put that gun to that other human being and take that life? Did they have other choices? Were there environmental factors or pressures from someone else or multiple other persons that have contributed to that individual picking up that gun and firing that shot? It's a very interesting philosophical question because in modern-day judicial system, the purpose of the jury is to predict and look at all the factors and then decide beyond reasonable doubt whether that person can be found guilty of what they are accused of and therefore there are alternative options at that moment in time to put down the gun to walk away what happens if that other person was holding a gun? What happens if the other person drew the gun first? And there we are in the aspects of self-defense, premeditated murder, manslaughter, and all of the other aspects around that particular situation, which are so important to critically observe document investigate interrogate and obviously that is the duty of the legal teams to present all the facts and to present concepts to the jury and then hope that the jury can make the most informed decision but the question remains was that individual a product of their environment with no choice but to take that particular action at that time Or did they have the opportunity to execute free will? I'm going to read a short quote for you now. The free will determinism issue is an important issue because of implications related to the nature of choice. Whether or not the individual can be held morally responsible without free will is one of the most frequently debated topics related to determinism. Similarly, agency has often been presumed to necessitate free will. Uh, And that is a quote from Shirley Ogletree, who has written a very interesting paper called Doing the Right Thing, Determinism, Moral Responsibility and Agency. Uh, Links to that can be found in the show notes and also the accompanying blog post on our website, irrationaltruth.com. And the blog post is the same as the podcast, 10 Things You Need to Know About Determinism and Why It Matters Today. So if you would like to read further, there are several links there to papers. Uh, There is another paper there called For Whom Does Determinism Undermine Moral Responsibility? Surveying the Conditions for Free Will Across Cultures. And that is by Jorge Onelas and Stephen Stitch. So... I think just in closing, it's really important that we understand the difference between determinism and free will. And we need to understand the nuances in both, that sometimes there can be aspects of both in a particular scenario or given situation, but it's not necessarily clear-cut someone's upbringing, someone's previous experiences, pressures from people around them obligation to a particular belief system or a particular judicial system will influence that person's decision and therefore we cannot always say that that individual has executed pure free will so i'm going to leave you with one last quote for today this is a quote from max Planck, and this comes from the dilemmas of an upright man and the quote says this the assumption of an absolute determinism is the essential foundation of every scientific inquiry. You've been listening to Adele Marsh and I have been your host for today on the Irrational Truth podcast. I Look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye bye.